the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. change the word slightly to you say you want a cultural revolution as well we see we've seen the mass rioting and looting in the streets and there's been rioting and looting before but what we see now and it's probably more dangerous than the actual than the rioting and looting is the cultural revolution that's taking place before our eyes that any deviation, particularly in, in a big corporation or a university, any deviation from the group think of the day, which can change day by day or hour by hour, can get you fired. And Amen. there are numerous examples of people just the slightest deviation from uh, Black Lives Matter is absolutely wonderful. And I totally agree with every part of their agenda. And I'm, I personally apologize because I didn't do it sooner. I think the most egregious example of what you're talking about, by the way, greetings, Greg. It's great to be with you for another edition of the Unite IE Radio Show. Um, you know, and when I, when I was hearing that song, I couldn't help but think, be careful what you wish for. Because that cultural revolution, we're now in that PC cul-de-sac we're driving around in a circle and the clown cars are going to start crashing into each other. Um, LA Galaxy has released a Serbian soccer player named Alexander Katai. Not because he tweeted out something that was, you know, uh, race, quote unquote racist. Not because he said something that was disparaging. Not because he wasn't uh, sympathetic enough to the cultural revolution, as you put it. Nope. It was because his wife sent out an Instagram that was uh, considered to be um, a little extreme. In one case, probably uh, a lot extreme. But the bottom line is it took down her husband. So here we have, and you were we were talking before the show about uh, Splash Mountain is another casualty of the cancel culture. Apparently, there's some uh, old-time racist stuff embedded in Splash Mountain. And I was joking with you, and I said, maybe I'm maybe my job is on the line because I know somebody who rode Splash Mountain when it did I'm that. Bring, I'm glad you bring that up because I want to apologize personally to everyone out there for my own personal failings because I previously rode on Splash Mountain. And I want everyone to know that that's a, that was a manifestation of my white privilege. And I promise to do better in the future. And a strong indication that you are participating in systemic racism. You're Absolutely. you're involved in systemic racism. There's nothing that's, there's nothing that's, that, that says white privilege more than writing on Splash Mountain. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we're learning about today that are white privilege. Apparently... 
Um, this has gotten exams. so extreme. What's that? University exams are are now racist and a manifestation of white privilege. And I think this was actually the the story of the story of the week. Is that a, a 39 year UCLA professor? The uh, minority students asked him to uh, defer or cancel the final exam. Why? And he said, well, because 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 they are so traumatized by the George Floyd killing. Oh, I would have guessed that it was so that they could go out and participate in the protests, thereby denying themselves the ability to prepare for the exam. Yeah, maybe you don't want to have to you know, have to study for it. So, anyways, and I actually, from what I had read, is he had, he had said no. It's online. A practical problem. I, how do I know who the minority students are? It's all online. And if, and if someone's mixed race, what do I do? Take half the exam, and not and not and not, and not the other half. So he declined. And then they got, but then they immediately the dean of the business school suspended him. And to make it even worse, the day before he de- he he declined to defer the exam or cancel the exam for minority students, his boss had sent out a department memo that final exams were to proceed as scheduled. Uh-oh. So, he follow, so he follows the direction of his boss, doesn't give special privileges and preferences to, uh, based on race to, his, to the students, and is immediately suspended, and is now under police guard for all the death threats. That's, that's can, uh, cultural. That is, and we we say cultural revolution. We're referring to the cultural revolution in communist China in the 1960s, in which Mao unleashed a bunch of crazed young people. That sounds familiar. The wrecked had tortured and killed people across the country in the name of communist purity. So while we're in the mood to one-up each other on how bizarre and crazy this is getting, uh, there's a brand new layer, or I should say level, uh, of racism. Did you know that now silence is considered to be racism? And that's not just a fringe thing. Oh, no. One of the most respected Catholic high schools in L.A. County, is now uh, just put out a letter to their parent to the parents. Actually, it's addressed to the Bosco community. I'm referring to uh, an organization called St. John Bosco High School, part of the Salesian College Re- uh, Preparatory uh, Network of Catholic High Schools. The letter starts out somewhat reasonably enough that, you know, we're, we as, as we reach day 14, this was obviously on June 8th, uh, since the murder of George Floyd, set us, uh, uh, let us honor his life and all black lives that were unjustly taken from us through action. What action? Um, we're not sure about what action they're talking about, but anything that's taken a uh, uh, the life of a black American. And it goes on to talk about, you know, the murders of George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, Amut Arbery. And then it goes to this line right here, Greg. And I think this is, this is where we're at today. That if you decide as a conservative that you really have nothing to contribute to the conversation about the existence and the solutions for racism and the existence and the solutions for systemic racism and the existence and the solutions for your white privilege, uh, consider this. Pope Francis recently, this is a quote from the letter that was sent to the community of St. Bosco's High School. Pope Francis recently noted that we cannot tolerate or turn a blind eye to racism. It's no longer enough to just be not racist. We have to elevate ourselves to actively be anti-racist. So the bottom line is, Greg, if you're not involved in any action that's anti-racist, you are by default then racist yourself. So silence is racism. Welcome to the brave new world. Yeah, so not only do you, uh, you know, you, you can't oppose 
not only can you not only can you remain silent when someone says two plus two is five, you have to affirmatively agree with it. Exactly. No matter what. And there's always that from George Orwell's there's face crime. So if if your facial expression indicates inappropriate thinking, like such as you're putting on right now, Doc. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, for audience benefit, we're uh, we're uh, we're doing this with Zoom still, and so we so we can see each other. But fortunately, our we are on radio, so I know both of us, particularly myself, uh, have been told that we have good faces for radio. I've been told that too. But so by by being on Zoom, we are we are uh, appropriately distanced from each other, so as to not be able to infect each other with whatever little bugs are crawling through our systems. Yeah, and, and, but just to be safe, we are we're we're all wearing face masks. We you know you, you just cannot be too safe these days from coronavirus. Which is, which, unless, unless, unless of course you're rioting or protesting or looting on behalf of George Floyd, Th- then the the coronavirus knows better than to infect you because you're out there for the cause of defeating systemic racism. I have a great joke, but I don't know if telling this joke right now is politically correct. So, your, unfortunately for the rest of you, you 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 get denied the the wonder of some incredible uh, humor. So, humor another casualty of the cultural revolution. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, just I'm just going to give you an example here, and this was a. He's the, he's the editor of the Journal of Political Economy at the University of Chicago. And he, he supports Black Lives Matter. Um, and he says, so he tweets out, too bad Black Lives Matter, per its core organization, just torpedoed itself with its full-fledged support of defund the police. Uh, we call for a national defunding of police, according to the organization. Uh, they knew this was a non-starter. So there are immediate calls for him to be fired from his job as editor of this uh, of this publication, including I mean, and including by the former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen, joined in with that, saying he should be fired because he opposed defund the police. Never mind what, us debate whether that insane idea makes any sense, which evidently she's now Yellen supports. You can't you you can't even debate that anymore, without being fired from a university right. job. That's where well, it's, you, that, it's, it's gotten that bad. You you talked about what you think is your top story, which has to do with a UCLA professor who is canned because he is saying you you got to take your final exam. Uh, and again, the, the the wonder of that is he he can't tell who is. Uh, you know, what race people are because it's all basically over the computer. I think the big story this week is the set, is the creation of what is now being called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This is the area that Antifa and their fellow travelers have decided that they are now going to be the overlords of. This is a roughly six block area around the capital of the state of Washington. The Antifa and their fellow travelers and protesters have decided that they are now taking control of the Seattle City Hall and the police station within that. And unfortunately, as long as the CHAZ exists, that's the anacronym for the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHAZ, that's what they're calling it, CHAZ, by the forces who have occupied it, the police have announced that as long as that exists, they are not responding to calls for assistance while armed protesters operate checkpoints that have declared a portion of that city as cop-free and an autonomous zone. So here's your experiment. Because as this call went up to defund and, you know, dismantle uh, police uh, forces around the country, I'm like, well, what are you going to bring in? What is going to replace that? Well, right now, we're getting a vision of what that looks like. It's the real fascists, the jackbooted thugs of the far left, Antifa, 
taking control of city streets like they've done in Oregon. And they have, quote unquote, liberated the area that is situated around the precinct of an abandoned police headquarters. That all started Monday night as rioting engulfed the city. And this is the problem. You're overwhelming the police department so much that it allows, A, crime to be done in other parts of the city that the police can't respond to. We have examples of that, like here, right here in Riverside County, while the protests were going on in downtown Riverside, there were people that were stealing ATM machines. So, you know, this this is a scenario for disaster beyond just what happens inside these zones. But it'll be interesting to see how this experiment works out, given the fact that the police have said, you, you can call us all you want, but... We're not coming for you. You're going to have to deal with whatever happens in that area all by your lonesome. Yes. Uh, Let's take a break here. And uh, we have some Tucker Carlson clips about, okay, how should freedom-loving, America-loving Americans respond to this cultural revolution after this word from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. We had a very long open yesterday. In fact, we spent almost half of last night's show telling you about the rise of left-wing mobs in this country and the threat they pose to all of us. We felt it was that important. We told you that no matter what they're claiming on television or how loudly they are claiming it, their main goal is power. It always is. In order to seize that power, they will do literally anything, whatever it takes. They'll silence you, they'll hurt you, they'll burn your country down, and they're doing all of that now. You're watching it. So the question is, how should you respond to this? And the answer is, with courage. You're an American. You live in a free country. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You don't have to apologize for crimes you did not commit. You have the absolute right to say exactly what you believe is true. That is your birthright. Now is the time to affirm that right out loud. When enough decent people rise from their knees and stand down the mob, the mob evaporates. That's going to take a lot of people to stand up to the mob, not exactly in the wheelhouse of conservatives. I wonder how that's going to look. Greg, Tucker's been on fire this week. We both talked about it. His opening monologues this week have been spot on. In fact, they've been so spot on, it's catapulted him as of Monday of this week into the fifth top-rated show on cable television. Yeah, and deservedly so. I mean, I watch the normally I, if I get Tucker in during the day, it's about all the time I have for watching TV and get news on the internet and Breitbart, Gateway, and others. But I try to get Tucker in, and you're right, he has particularly been on fire, and he has against not only in the Democrat Party that is backing this and encouraging it and facilitating it and in the Republican Party that has literally or figuratively kneeled down before it and are afraid to say this. And it's all, and uh, we have a guest coming up that's going to talk about this more in our next, in our next half, Rebecca Friedrichs. But this is all based on a big lie. And the Democrat Party has a number of them. And this, the big lie here, which has been promulgated through the media, through the government-run schools, through the universities, is that America is a systemically, endemically, irredeemably racist country from the get-go, and it's just a bad place. 
And that is absolutely true. It is a lie. And you look across the country at how minorities, blacks in particular, have succeeded in every walk of American life. You look in your own life. Is, is, are people racist? Are people denying people opportunities because of race? No. I mean, are there some people that are prejudiced? Yes. By the way, of all races and ethnicities, this notion that either express or implied that only white people have any prejudice in them is, absol- is, an, is another sub-lie of the big lie. But when right. you don't push back on it, when you, when you don't push back on the big lie, it's like the big lie of global warming. When you ex- when, when that premise takes hold that there's systemic racism, then of course this, the whole system has to be changed. Or as Obama said, we have to fundamentally transform the United States of America. Just as when you accept right. the global warming big lie, that human-caused global warming is an existential or very serious problem. Well, you have to change the whole economy. And by the way, we reflect that uh, um, AOC's handler and advisor and brain has said the same thing. We don't see it as an environmental issue. We see it as a change the economy issue. So we have to push back on the big lie. And the Republican Party, other than maybe Donald Trump, is totally missing in action. And it's not a difficult thing to say. Yeah, there's racism out there. That's terrible. But most Americans, the overwhelming majority of Americans, are good, decent, fair-minded people. That's just not good enough. And we shouldn't forget that. That's just not good enough. It's just not good enough anymore, Greg. It has to be. You have to, as Tucker said, freedom-loving, America-loving Americans have to rise up literally and figuratively off our knees and push back against the big lie. Well... You know, hopefully that will happen. We've got another clip from Tucker that we want to try and squeeze in here in this segment. So let's uh, go ahead and let this uh, other clip from uh, Tucker's show rip and we'll chat afterwards. Racism no longer has anything to do with race. It's a way to control disobedience. Robin D'Angelo is one of the people who changed how our professional class understands the term racism. D'Angelo is the author of the barely literate but deeply influential book, white fragility. You've probably heard some sociology professor yapping on CNN and using that term, white fragility. Robin D'Angelo did an interview with Esquire magazine this week, and she announced that claiming you're not racist is no longer good enough. In fact, it's evidence you're a racist. Quote, I would urge white people to remove the phrase, I'm not racist, from their vocabularies. You got that new rule? They sprang up out of nowhere like mushrooms after rain, but you'd better take heed. People who say they are not racist are especially racist. Got that? It's the Chinese finger trap of race guilt. The harder you struggle against the accusation, the less likely you are to get out of it, the more likely you are of being punished for it. So stop resisting, sit back and take it. You have no choice, racist. That's what they're telling you. And a lot of people, a lot of people we used to respect are falling for it, caving to it, kneeling down before it. Don't be one of those people. For the sake of the country, stay strong, be brave, be kind, be compassionate, be empathetic, be loving toward your neighbor, but tell the truth. We are Americans. That is our right, and right now, it's our duty. Amen. Well, you know, this is this is uh, this is part of the problem. We are we are in this place because um, we have not stood up over sixty years for the. Uh, to 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 respond to what is unfolding in this country, are we ready to, Greg? You better be. We'll see. As we always say the most important political office is that of the private citizen. I will tell you, somebody who has stood up for our kids, for our education, for proper education of the kids, it's Rebecca Friedrichs, and she joins us next on the Unite IE Radio Show. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. 
Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, We were talking in our previous segment about the big lie. The Democrat Party has a number of them, and the big lie is a reference to the, uh, well, the communist and Nazi propaganda strategies of taking a lie and repeating it often enough until people believe it. And the Democrat Party and their mainstream media propagandists use the same philosophy, and they all use it because they understand human nature and it works. And specifically, the big lie is that America is a systemically, endemically, irredeemably racist country, and there's pervasive racism everywhere that is um, figuratively on the on the necks of African Americans. So they cannot possibly succeed, and therefore we need to fundamentally transform the United States of America, in Obama's and Biden's words, to address this systemic racism. And we're, one of the places where it starts is in the government-run schools, where they are taught this uh, say, through K through 12, and then it's they get more of it in the universities. So we asked uh, one of our favorites, Rebecca Friedrichs, to come in and tell us more about this, as well as the homeschooling seminar and program that she's going to be speaking at later this month in Redlands. So we'll get to that. She's the author of Standing Up to Goliath, which is which her which for the Standing Up to the Teacher Union. She was a 28-year teacher before she finally retired and left the and left the profession. Interestingly, because this is all pre and this is some years ago, she couldn't maintain discipline in her classroom. They were just similar to the rioters, where the riot someone gets arrested for rioting or looting, and they're immediately back out on the street. If she, dis- if she sent a student to the principal's office for misbehavior, he was right back, or she was right back into the classroom with no consequences. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. I am so glad to be here. So tell, am, am I right about this, that, that this, uh, this, this big lie of systemic, endemic, irredeemable racism in America is being taught in the government-run schools? Yes, you are exactly right about this. And I want to make it really clear to your listeners that there are great teachers like myself out there, you know, working hard every day, trying to teach the truth and trying to do what's right. But the government run school system is completely corrupt and it has been taken over by these government unions that, yes, are pushing this institutional racism, systemic racism. They're telling white teachers that um, that they are so racist and they can't help it, uh, that that when a, when a child of color disobeys, it's actually the teacher's fault. That's what they're telling us. And so, and then they removed the discipline. You're right, through Obama-era policies, they removed discipline, so much so that we can send a child who's who's been willfully defiant and that child might come back with a lollipop or that child will come up back in 10 minutes with a note that said, I'm sorry. And then they do the same willfully defiant behavior. So teachers like myself who were great 
uh, you know, had great classroom management skills and were doing a wonderful job teaching are unable to teach because these tyrant children are now controlling the classroom. And the unions have done this through several things, through Common Core, through bringing in the 1619 project that the New York Times wrote, through working with Black Lives Matter, through um, uh, the Obama era policies. There's just this whole a whole bunch of things you have to connect the dots to see how they're pulling this off in our schools and how they're just literally destroying our culture and our kids. And of course, if you disagree with them in any way, shape or form, then you must be a racist. Exactly. I have a teacher, a black man, Aaron Benner, who taught in, interestingly enough, St. Paul Public Schools. And when all of this nightmare started on his campus, he said it was like a war zone and and you couldn't. He said children would walk into his classroom who weren't even in his class, walk in, pick up a computer, slam it on the floor and break it, walk out. That child would never even be suspended or anything, all because of Obama era policies. Now, this a black teacher went to the school board with other teachers. I, I can't remember eight teachers or something. They all went to the school board. They were concerned. They're saying, hey, wait a minute. This isn't good for our kids. This isn't good for any child, but especially all these black children in our school. And do you know what happened? The teachers union stood against them. So did the NAACP stood against these great teachers, harassed them, harassed them in the news. Aaron ended up chased out of his job. He ended up filing a lawsuit, which he won earlier this year, because they were the, the policies were racist toward him as a black teacher. So it's a bunch of propaganda, what they're pitching out there. None of it is truth. It's all being propagated to push an agenda. We did a piece, I don't know, maybe late last year or this year in which there was a, it was a news report about schools in Iowa. And when the, the students would get out of control and start smashing things, the teacher would take everyone else out in the hallway and they would just wait until the student was done smashing up things. Uh-huh. It was at the time a, a civilization or a country that lets that stands aside and lets children smash and destroy things with no consequences is not going to survive. Yes, and this is thanks to teachers unions, 100%. They're the ones pushing these policies into our schools uh, with the Obama administration. Uh, By the way, the Trump administration removed these policies, but because the teachers unions had worked so aggressively with so many state-level legislators, they were able to bring these policies into multiple states, mostly left-leaning states uh, led by Democrats. So all these students and teachers are in danger. I have another teacher friend who also was in the Minnesota area. Uh, I don't know if she was in St. Paul Public Schools, but she was public school teacher in that area. And a place called Edina, a very nice uh, neighborhood. And this teacher was brutalized so much by a child, like what you're describing right now. She was told, oh, take all the kids outside while he throws his temper tantrum, throwing chairs and all kinds of stuff. She ended up seriously injured and hasn't been able to teach since. Another teacher in St. Paul Public Schools was beaten by a high school student. He has a permanent brain injury and will never teach again. This is evil. And this is being pushed by uh, uh politicians who are supported by unions who are masquerading as teachers. They are not teachers. They are not unions. They're pushing an agenda and they're destroying our schools and our country. Uh, You can't have a a free republic without a well-educated and moral citizenry. That came from our founders. And so what are they doing? They're attacking our education and our morals. It's serious, folks. I hope more people will start standing up and speaking out against this. Rebecca, it's so great to have you with us. I can remember back to my days in in elementary school, and I had the temerity of the boldness. I was so poorly disciplined that walking down the hall in fourth grade, I accidentally let out a burp, if you can believe it. I was just... The, I was the, the poster child for despicable behavior. And I had a lady who turned out to be my fifth grade teacher take me out of line, read me the riot act about, about my behavior. Now, keep in mind, this is in the 60s. 
And you'd have thought that I, you know, had 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 actually assaulted another student based on the way that I was disciplined. I couldn't help but think of you when I was watching the riots unfold and what was in the the the, ki- the people, the kids, literally the kids who were doing the rioting were, you know, in some cases, probably high school students, uh, 20-somethings. They were the ones that were doing this. And I was thinking, you know, this is exactly the result of what Rebecca has been talking about, the behavior that's tolerated. And in fact, I don't want to say encouraged, but you know, in lack with with any, with any sort of lack of accountability of this kind of behavior, this is what you end up with in society, in our culture, are people that think it's okay to run through streets of the city, destroy property that's not theirs, steal property that's not theirs on a wholesale basis. We're not talking about one person that decides that you know they want to steal and enrich themselves. We're talking about what appears to be an entire generation of students that think of kids in America, that think that this behavior is okay. And it stems, I couldn't help but think, this is the fruit of our education system, uh, you know, coming home to roost. Well, it is. You are, you're you're dead on. And again, I want to say to your listeners, there's all these amazing teachers out there who are trying to survive in this nightmare. So I don't want people to start rising up and attacking good teachers who've been, you know, a lot of us like myself have been chased out of the classroom and here we are fighting, trying to get, uh, you know, fix our educational system. So uh, what it is, is it's this corrupt system that's been corrupted by government unions who work together with corrupt politicians and they pass policies that are good for no one. And so what what that teacher was doing to you, Dawn, when she disciplined you and pulled you out of line when you were in fourth grade, she was teaching you respect. Because when you let out a big old belch like that or whatever, what happens in a classroom situation is now all the kids get silly and goofy and start making all kinds of noises and disrupting and no one learns. So she was teaching you respect. And she was teaching you that, no, you couldn't control the situation with your behavior. So what's happening now in our schools, thanks to unions again, and the Obama administration and Democrats all over this country, kids are now totally out of control. And yes, it is our government schools, that system that has led to these riots because children are no longer being taught to love your neighbor as yourself They're not being taught respect adults here in California. Governor Newsom uh, uh, signed a a bill into law that we're no longer allowed to suspend children for willful defiance of authority figures. That's what's going on. F you and nothing you can do about it. That's exactly right. And that has happened to me. And I had a Mm. parent. I had a parent flip me off and tell me F you because I was just asking her to remove her car out of the red zone so we could get the bus into the school to pick up the kids. And she was allowed to abuse me and teachers like me every single day. I had a kindergartner tell me F you. And when I took him to the principal, nothing happened. So uh, things are out of control and it is 100% the fault of these government unions who have corrupted our schools. And they don't do this. They don't do the misbehaving student any favors when by teaching that misbehavior is tolerated. That's right. They're actually destroying the lives of these kids. Before, I, I was always the teacher who was given the discipline problems because my principals knew that I would hold them to high standards and I would also love them and help to redeem them and work with their families. I always had students whose parents were in jail and and those kinds of difficult situations. Every one of those children could behave and could learn and could do well when they were held to account. You know, one of the things that you, I was just going to, let me, let me just punctuate this point. When I did that, the one thing I knew was that the teacher had a connection with my parents. And the last thing I wanted was for my parents to know that I'd misbehaved in class. When you have the parents on your side as a teacher, uh, you've got a lot of leverage. The situation you just described, where the parents are also your adversary, there is no hope. Exactly. 
Exactly. And when the parents are on your side, so often they are undermined by the government school. Let's take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what parents can do to rescue and protect their children from what's going on in the government-run schools after this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they're true. The kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office in a constitutional republic, that of the private citizen, the most important political office. And one of the things that we like to do on the Unite IE Radio Show is give people something to do. Rebecca Friedrichs is our guest right now, and if you're not familiar with her, you need to go to her website. Here's your first to do for kids and country. That's F O R. K-I-D-S and country.org. If you don't already have this book in your library, you need to add it. It's Rebecca's book called Standing Up to Goliath. It's available wherever books are sold. It's the story about the battling the state and national teachers unions uh, for uh, teachers. No, for our kids, the heart and soul of the future of our country. Rebecca, so always pleased to have you with us because you've always got so much to inform us. And I think what's important for folks to understand is where does all the stuff that we're seeing unfold on our TV screens come from? There's so many things that are being done to uh, indoctrinate children, to rewrite history. There's one thing that has uh, been, you know, in the headlines off and on, and it needs to be brought out. And that is something called the 1619 Project. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and what that's meant to do? Yes, absolutely. So the 1619 Project was written by the New York Times. It is being pushed as a scholarly uh, writing about American history. What it really is, is a bunch of activists, a bunch of far left activists who are pushing a, a narrative that is a lie. So they are telling Americans that um, America is a racist country and that it was actually started and inspired by something that happened in 1619 and that, that colonists that came to America in 1619 and brought all these slaves with them, that they inspired our country and that our whole country is built on this deep desire for slavery, that we want to marginalize and exploit blacks in an evil capitalistic system. That's what 1619 is teaching. Instead of the pilgrims who came in 1620 and created the freest country in the world. And they didn't enslave even one person to do that. In fact, they gave up their lives, their livelihood. They gave up everything to come here and to create this free country. So, so the 1619 Project flips our history on its head and makes everything about racism. So the teachers unions work together with the Pulitzer Center and with um, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center and Black Lives Matter, and uh, the New York Times, and they've all worked together to bring the 1619 Project into America's public schools. So America's kids are learning this rewritten revisionist history that is a lie to make them hate our country. So now we have kids writing America, A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A, as if we're the KKK. And I can wow. tell you that the unions have told teachers like myself when we go to, uh, to, to meetings that, um, that, that teachers who, 
who who stand for traditional values, traditional uh, American history. Oh, that we're a bunch of bigots and that we're the KKK. They say these things to teachers. I have written about this in my book, Standing Up to Quiet. People can read about it. I didn't write about 1619 because that just came out. But the Pulitzer Center then gave the Pulitzer Prize to the writer of the 1619 Project and the teachers unions with Black Lives Matter and Southern Poverty Law Center have worked this into your schools. If It's an emergency, people. We need to pull our kids out of the public schools. It's an emergency, teachers, please. We can we can teach somewhere else. We we need to get out of this corrupt system. That's an excellent segue, Rebecca. You should be in you should be in radio, and <laughs> we want to talk about for our remainder time is how parents can get their children out of the government-run schools, how they can provide a better education and avoid all of this racist, anti-American indoctrination that's going on in the government-run schools. And before we lose all of our time, very locally <clears throat> in Redlands, the Church of the, the Church of the Nazarene is having a homeschooling program on June 25th, starting at 6.30 p.m. And you can look on their arcnaz.com or on Facebook to get more information. Rebecca's going to be one of our speakers, as well as Rebecca Kosis from the Christian Home Educators Association and Denise Soto who is with the California School of Choice, but she is also <laughs> what I call the Jedi Master of homeschooling. She homeschools her children, and she's taking all these amazing set of resources that are out there for, for parents that want to homeschool, and she's built a custom-designed program that she thinks is right for her children. And you can do that. It's not a one-size-fit-all of the government-run schools. You can really pick and choose and we're so pleased that rebecca is going to be is going to be participating and the church is going to be not just this is not just a one-off program the church is going to serve as a center for, of support for parents that are homeschooling uh, polls have shown that now all of these parents are in, becoming voluntary homeschoolers that 40 percent are saying that they may continue that and you were and you, and you, you were saying before you off the air rebecca that you, you, you're strongly encouraging that to get the, not only the parents and their children, but the teachers. You're encouraging them to get out of the government-run schools. Absolutely. The government-run schools that are run by these public sector unions uh, that aren't unions at all. They are uh, radical uh, socialists with an agenda to destroy our country. And so teachers really need to consider, I understand your pension is caught up there and everything, but uh, you, we need to do what's right for the country. And uh, your pension, you know, the, the unions aren't taking very good care of it anyway and, and, and bringing great damage to our economy and everything else. So it's really important. Teachers don't understand that they have a lot of options. They can work in a homeschool co-op. These co-ops are looking for professional teachers to help educate their children on certain topics. And they can also work at private schools. They can work at, at, at all, they have all kinds of options, online schools. So I'm hoping that teachers won't just feel they have to go along to get along uh, and, and continue working in these schools that, that are truly damaging the teaching profession. Most of the teachers I know are really in crisis right now. Why? Mm. Why be in crisis when you have so many other options? And then parents, oh, I encourage you, keep your kids out of those schools. Uh, you mentioned 40%. There was another poll done by USA Today. 59% of parents said they were thinking about keeping their kids out. Uh, what a blessing that would be for children to actually get to learn again. That is how we can save our republic, is by educating our children and making them moral again. Uh, the things that the public schools have stolen from us. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that, that we find ourselves in this place in order children. to be able to drive people out of a public school, that we would have the backdrop of everything that has unfolded in over the last couple of months. It's been a perfect introduction for parents to learn about that. And I, I would just say, and I'll pass it back to you for some final thoughts, Greg, an organization called CHIA, the California, I'm sorry, the Christian Home Educators Association, I went to their annual conference last year, and one of the things I was struck with were the parents that were saying, 
We've gone on an education journey with our kids. The parents learn as uh, oftentimes uh, have a learning experience as valuable as the as the children do. Greg. Yeah, if you, if you didn't get algebra the first time as a parent, now you now when you're a student, now as a parent, you have a second chance to get to try to understand that algebra so you can teach it to your to your children. As I said many times, if you love God, if you love America, and or if you love your children, you will find a way to get them out of the government-run schools. And if you're in the Redlands area, come to the program on June 25th at the Ark Church of the Nazarene. That's Ark naz.com for more information and to RSVP and come see Rebecca Friedrichs and our other wonderful speakers and that is all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio tune in next week for another exciting edition when you're in an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is All Star for 20 years CarStar All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity so when the inevitable happens to you all you need is CarStar All Star Collision 951-279-9161 mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to 5 days or $100 off your repairs CarStar All Star Collision the kings of wreck and roll 951-279-9161 Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 10126. Arizona NMLS license number 092639. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.